good day. It's a good day. Glory to God. Well, you've come tonight. We're starting a new series. And I am really excited about this series. We're going to be on this until we're finished. We're going to take some time on this until we're finished. And I'm not just talking about tonight. I'm talking about the whole series. <clears throat> we're, 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 we'll bring a piece tonight. We're going to lay some foundation in this tonight. And um, I've never preached this series ever in 30 years, 30 plus years of pastoring. I've never preached what I'm going to preach to you in this series. And... Um, What, what I'm sharing with you has come out of a deeper revelation and an understanding regarding what prayer truly is, what it really is, in, in I would say, about the last three years of my life. I've always prayed. My wife and I, we've always personally had prayer lives. We've prayed together, and, and, um, and yet I have, <clears throat> I have to say that when, when God gives you something and, and it becomes a revelation to you, um, sometimes you almost feel like you didn't even know what you were doing. You know, that's the way it works. And um, it's not that we don't, it's just we didn't understand it the way we're under, I'm understanding it now. And so I'm going to spend tonight for sure, but maybe even, maybe even two or three weeks, building foundation from Scripture on uh, and, and, and addressing about, tonight I'm going to address four points that, that have to do with prayer um, and what Jesus said about prayer. You know, ultimately... Um, Jesus' words are like the Supreme Court decision, right? I mean, you can get words from other people, but when you get words from Jesus about something, it's like it's the ultimate decision. And, and we want to see what he says all through Scripture we're going to look at. And, and it's, you know, when, when you address a subject and you spend time studying about a specific subject, it's amazing how much is really in there. But <clears throat> what, what I've got an expectation on, and I'm, I'm going to tell you this right up front, and I want you to begin to join your faith with me concerning this. But, but I, have, I have such an expectation of the fruit that is and will be manifested as a result of people believing the word. The Bible says, signs follow those who believe. So we're putting it out there and I, I have great expectation for the, for the fruit being bore as a result of people, of all of you, learning to pray at another level in your life. That's what the word brings. You know, it just brings that. And so I really am expecting that. I can't tell you that uh, I'm, I'm going to share different testimonies over the next few weeks and even months if, we, if, it, if we're on it this long. I'm just going to share with you a number of different testimonies. I've got, I mean, a, a wide range of testimonies of things that I've seen manifested in my own life, in, in my marriage, in, in my family, but in other people's lives as much or more. The things that I've been praying for for other people. In the last three years, what I've seen manifested in some things that I, was, I had been standing and believing for for years, but now I've seen manifested. And so, just throughout this series, I'm, I'm going to share with you different things that I feel like are, are vital and key to the success because we don't want to pray and not receive. Did you hear me? That, that's no good. To pray and not receive is to not believe in prayer. You don't believe that prayer works. Prayer works. The word works. And, and we have to be, we have to be, we have to understand 
what prayer is, but we have to be willing to be taught how to pray. And that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm teaching you how to pray. I'm not saying you don't know how to pray, but I'm teaching you something about praying that if you'll embrace it, it'll, it'll take you to another level in your life. I'm convinced of it because of what it's done in my life in the last three years. It's literally transformed even the way I think. So we're just going to jump right in. Um, <clears throat> a statement that you'll see on the screen probably right now and, and you'll see throughout the series is, is this statement that comes out of 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. And it says, and, and the statement is just, first of all, pray. Um, the verse of Scripture in 1 Timothy 2, I think it says um, that, that there's an exhortation that um, all supplications, prayers, and, and intercessions, I think is the word it is. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, and the giving of thanks um, be made on behalf of all men. And it goes into the next verse, I think, and it says something like um, uh, about all, all men who are in authority, all men and women who are in authority, people in places of authority, but all people, all human beings, that first of all, prayer should be made on behalf of all people. Everybody say all people. All people. How do you pray for all people? That's what we're going to talk about. And, I, and I'll just tell you this. The revelation that I've gotten about praying for all people is, I mean, I just missed it. I missed it. And a verse that I, that I want you to look at, and it's going to be a foundational verse in the way we're going to look at in how to pray, is found in, in Proverbs 3 and verse 5. And it says, trust the Lord, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. If you've ever made the statement, you know, I just don't know where I'm going, I don't know what I need to be doing, the reason you feel that way is because you're trying to figure things out in, the, in your natural mind. He said, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And so I'm saying it like this. I, I made this note concerning this verse today, and it says this. There is a huge difference in heart and head praying. If you're in head praying, your head goes tilt when you think about praying for all people. No way. When you're in heart praying, gosh, I, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I, you'll hear me say this, but I, I got chills all up and down my body right this minute because when you understand heart praying, you can pray for everybody God wants you to pray for. Every day, all the time, in every situation, you can do it. I was in head praying more than I was in heart praying. And today, I don't tolerate head praying. I don't tolerate it because it's no good. Only heart praying. Where is the Holy Spirit? internally. I have to pray in connection with him for anything that I pray to be effective. So that it's not, prayer is not boring when you have, when you're praying from the heart. It's not boring, it's not dull, it's not ineffective, and it produces fruit. <clears throat> so we're going to settle several things Tonight, I have four things that we're going to start with tonight, and we're going to settle these concerning prayer. Um, and 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 I'm just I'm just saying that what what this is going to be like is though as, as I'm sharing this, you're going to see it as pieces like of a puzzle that are a foundation, and you're going to see these things put together. And remember, the anointing is on the word, 
So when I share something with you that you already know what that scripture says, what God wants you to do is to draw from it based on some of the analogies that I'm giving tonight and, and in the next weeks to come. He wants you to really embrace what's being read and he wants you to understand it in a greater way than you ever have. So tonight, um, we're going to look at a statement that Jesus made about always praying. Always praying. And it's found in Luke 18 and verse 1. <clears throat> then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and what? And not lose heart. So what he's saying is that men, Jesus said this, that you should always pray and never not always pray. That's what he's saying. Well, Pastor, you know, man, I'm a busy person. That's head. Yeah, but you, know, you don't know all the things. No, that's head. Yeah, but you, no, he said always. Always. Does that mean 24-7? Come on, we're not that stupid, right? I mean, you got to eat, you know. You, I mean, if you're sitting at a table and you're eating, you know, you know and, and food's falling all over you. I mean, no, come on. But what is it? It's a way of life. It's an attitude. It's something that you're always looking. You're just, you just are aware. You're just aware of, of, of what humanity doesn't understand and what humanity needs. You're just aware of it. You're not judging, but, but people identify themselves by what they say and how they act. You know where people are at. So if people identify themselves as, you know, a liar, a cheat, a crook, a this, whatever they're doing, how ugly they are, they wrong actions and all those kind of things, well, okay, so they're, they're that. They're identifying themselves. They need help. They need help. I've told you that I pray for you every day, and I never miss I never miss a day. I haven't missed a day, I'll just say, in two and a half years. Some of you, it's been three years. Some of the bad ones, no. <laughs> but, but, but for at least two and a half years, I've never missed. How? How? Because when you create something, what God showed me is, I, I, I want you to create this, this bubble of the whole world. And as time goes on, you're going to add people that you're praying for, groups of people, churches, organizations, businesses, things along the way. You, you'll, you know, uh, there's days I'll drive down the road and, and I'll have to pull over because i got to get my phone and add this business to what I'm saying. And, and, and it gets added with me, and, and God's going to give you, you ways to do this that, you've, that, that no one else is doing. But, but like, I'll, I'll, add a, I'll add a business to this group of businesses, and I have them all named, and, and sometimes I'll name all the businesses when I'm speaking and praying the prayers that I, the things that I pray over. Sometimes I just say, Father, I thank you for the group of businesses. And when I do it, it's like, it's like, not up here, there's no way up here. But in here, I can see them all. And when I make this statement, Father, you know, let, let's say, uh, what? Um, Randolph Brooks, Federal Credit Union. Say, God, put that on my heart. So I'm adding it to the business. And all of a sudden, as I'm praying... I'm seeing the business and, and the words that come out of my mouth. Father, not only all the tellers that I deal with, because that's, that's one of my banks that I use, and uh, not just the tellers, but all their family members. 
It's like you begin to see, I don't even know these people. I don't even know their names, but I can see their family members. I can see things in my spirit. I'm not saying I know everything about what's going on with them, but sometimes, yeah, sometimes the prophetic comes out of it. But when I have that whole group of people that, that I continue to add to and I say something about it, then I pray the certain prayers that I'm praying. And those prayers are like increasing. You know, I pray Ephesians 1 and 3 and Colossians 1, but those prayers are increasing and things are being added to what I'm saying. But when I'm saying those things and when I'm declaring those things, all day long, he said, how do you pray always? Every time I go to Randolph Brooks, if I go through the drive through at Randolph Brooks or I go inside the bank, sometimes I get distracted and I forget about what I'm even there for. Because now I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the people there. What I'm doing is I'm, I'm in that always praying. That always praying is something that you find yourself in that you're ready to do battle. You're ready to declare a word. You're just ready. You may drive by. I'm just using that as an example. Yeah, I may drive by there. Father, I just thank you for that whole bank, all those people. I just thank you today for them. At a different time. But what's happened is it's made me aware internally of what is important to him. Because real prayer is connection with God. It's not up in my head, in my prayer list, and all my different things, and there's nothing wrong with prayer lists. But if that's all there is, that becomes really boring and, and you're not tapping internally what the Holy Spirit wants to do with the people that you're praying for. The Apostle Paul says this in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Pray without ceasing. Yeah, but... That, We're going to get away from head praying to where we understand heart praying, internal praying. That's right. My spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. We've talked about that many times. And the Holy Spirit knows that there's six billion people plus on planet Earth. The Holy Spirit knows everything about every individual on planet Earth and everything about them more than they all know about themselves. Six billion people. If I'm developing my awareness of what he's thinking about people that I need to be praying for, and then I do what he tells me to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you some examples in the weeks to come of, of how I've built this whole thing, this, this prayer conglomerate or whatever it is. I'm, I'm going to give you some examples of how that I've done this. And I'm telling you, it's the most exciting thing that has happened in my life to this point, spiritually, I'm saying, because it's brought everything else that I know and understand to a place and to another level. And it, it's, it's, it's as though, I don't care what anybody, I don't care what people are going through. I don't care what it is. I believe they can come out of it. That's right. That's right. That's right. But first of all, we have to be people that pray first. That's right. we, we have to begin to learn how to first not be about ourselves, but be about other people. Be aware of other people. What, what the needs that people have. And, and listen, it's not just... It's not just meeting somebody's monetary need. That's good. But first of all, he said, you have to pray for their spiritual needs. Because what's really blocking people that are in difficult times and situations is the lack of understanding of who God is. And God's saying to me all the time, I need you. I need you. I need you in the earth. I need you. I've done it all. I've done everything. 
I'm here to help you to do what needs to be done, but I need you to do it my way. Get out of your head, get into your heart, and watch what will happen. And that's what we're talking about. How in the world do you pray without ceasing? You know, you know, you know what it truly means? Actually, I, I wrote it down like this. That you never quit praying. Pray without ceasing. You never quit or get discouraged. And, and, and I just have to say that um, discouragement in my life is at a big zero. Because when the potential to be discouraged comes, I'm praying. I, it's like what, what I've been realizing is I don't have time to be discouraged when I'm praying. I don't have time to give in to certain things. I didn't say they don't come, and the potential is there to give in to it, but I'm learning more and more all the time. I don't have to give in to it, and I really don't have time to give in to it because I'm praying. Pray without ceasing. You never quit. You never stop. And another verse that the Apostle Paul gave us along this line is found in Ephesians 6 and 18. Praying always. Always. Praying always. Watch this. With all prayer and supplication in your head. In the spirit, watch this, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for your next-door neighbor. That's head praying. Spirit praying is all the saints. <laughs> when I just said all the saints, okay, on my list, I've got about... Maybe 30 churches out of this country. And there's a lot of saints in those churches in different countries. And I'm connected in one way or another to all of those different churches in different places. And as I said that, man, I'm thinking about churches in Australia that I'm connected with. I'm, all of a sudden I was thinking about the churches in Mexico that I'm connected with. I'm thinking about the church in Ukraine that I'm connected. I mean, all of a sudden, as I said, all the saints, <laughs> because I've been activating and developing this, this awareness for people everywhere, all of them, is just here. It's, 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 it's on me all the time. That's how you pray always for all the saints. It's not, when we, when, see our head says, that means I have to be praying every minute of every day, like in the motion of, oh, Father, do this, and oh, this, and this person. And No, it's the awareness. I, I'm telling you, 24-7, when I'm asleep, when I wake up, I'm aware. Uh, if I wake up in the middle of the night, first thing, I'm aware. I'm aware. Words come out of my mouth. Things come out of my mouth because I'm aware of people. You realize God loves the planet, you know, but he's got another one, you know. Heaven's just a replica. You know, the earth is a replica of heaven. I mean, it's, and then he's going to make another one of these. And so he likes it, but he's about the people. See, we're, we're about the waterfalls and the mountains and, 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 and the snow and the, and the water and the snow skiing and the water skiing and this thing and that. We're about all that. He's about you. That's what he's about. He's about people. So when you develop this always thing, this never-ceasing thing, <laughs> 
that it's a spiritual thing, then, um, yeah, but, you know, Pastor, I mean, I, man, I want to have fun and just be able to rest and relax and, and, and do that without God. Anybody ever taken a vacation without God? <laughs> I mean, it can end up being horrific. Why would you want to do anything without God? God's not a spoiler of your fun. He's an enhancer of fun. Man, come on. I mean, he's it. And this always thing is huge. The second thing I'm, I'm just... I'm kind of, I'm, this, the second thing that I just want to address, I'm, th these are pieces we're putting together. And it's, I'm asking you this question. I'm going to give you two scriptures on this. Did Jesus pray? Eh, yeah, we know he did. You know, sure he did. And we know he did, and we know, and, he, and if you've read any scripture, you know that he did. But I just want to look at, at, at um, two things, and I want to make this point. I want to look at two passages of scripture and, and make this point. Mark 135 says, Mark 1 and 35. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight. Watch this. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place where he prayed. Okay, three things that we see in this passage of Scripture that are real evident. Number one, he prayed in the morning. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm going to have to get up really super early. I get up at five anyway. Now I've got to get up at four. No, no. What, what is that? That's head. That's head praying. That's head thinking. Yeah, but he, he did that, okay? Just wait with me. So he got up early in the morning, and he went where? To a solitary place. And I believe this is key for times. in What we read a minute ago in Ephesians was all types of prayer. There's more than one type of prayer, and we're going to hit every one that I'm aware of. We're going to hit it over the next few weeks. But there's different types of prayer. And in a, certain, in a certain type of prayer that he was praying here as he was spending time with God, you need a place where you're not distracted. Everybody does. You need some time in your day, and you say, well, you know, I don't, I don't do that at all. Well, maybe you need one day a week to start out with, whatever. You need some time in your day where you're not distracted by everything else going on, and sometimes really early in the morning is the best time. It's kind of, <laughs> you know, if, uh, if you get up at four, and you're kind of, kind of waking up, you know, it's a good time because it's uh, before your brain kicks in all the way. <laughs> so you, you're, you're more apt to listen to your spirit, man, because your brain hasn't engaged yet, you know. But I'm just saying, whenever it is with you, finding the time where there's no distraction so that when you pray... You're able to develop and train yourself to get out of your head and into your spirit. And I'm going to show you that. Another verse of scripture. First one was Jesus in the morning. Second one is Jesus at noon and at night. Luke 6, 12. It came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And he did some things. We're going to look at this passage and see some things that he accomplished when he prayed. But it said <clears throat> he prayed all night long. So you can pray 
you can pray and and God wants us praying early. He wants us praying midday. He wants us praying late. He wants us praying all the time because he wants prayer to be a lifestyle, not something that you go and do. It becomes something you do because it's a way of life. The third thing that I want to look at tonight is... When we don't know how to pray, how do we activate praying? And the question that many people have, does that even work? When you don't know how to pray, which everybody's been there, done it, feel that way today even, whatever, everybody's been there. God doesn't want us to try to figure out how to pray when we don't know how to pray. He wants us to be able to tap the one that knows everything about everything. Romans eight twenty six. <clears throat> Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray, or we, we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And I've, I've heard people with my own ears say, well, God does my praying for me so I don't have to. Based on that verse of Scripture right there. But when you go down farther, as you read, and we won't go into it tonight, we'll address it later on, but when you read farther... The weakness that he's talking about is our lack of ability of understanding what to pray for. Yeah. But we have the helper, That's right. the Holy Spirit. And we can pray in other tongues to get the understanding that we need to be able to pray. Amen. But where I'm going with this is, and establishing a prayer life, where I'm going with this is that a lot of people have gotten discouraged that I've known through the years, and myself included at different times, have gotten discouraged in praying in the Spirit and desiring to get the understanding as a result of praying in the Spirit about how to pray for something or somebody. Well, you know, I prayed in the Spirit, and it says that I, I have the understanding, I'm believing for that, you know, but it's like I'm not getting the understanding. But the understanding comes from the Word. The understanding doesn't come from thin air. It comes from the Word. And that's why everything we've talked about in 2019 leading up to this point, about a daily routine in God's Word, everything that we've talked about concerning that is so vital to our ability to hear and to know how to pray and be able to hear things internally and separate ourselves from our natural mind that wants to tell us all these things that we can't do and can't accomplish. Hey, you know, I, I mean, I've tried and I just can't hear God. You're up here. We're talking about laying a foundation, going from here to here, and bearing fruit in our prayers. Can you say amen? <clears throat> James 5.16 says, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed for the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man does what? It avails much. The Amplified in that verse, that last part of that verse says, the Amplified in verse 16b, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man. Everybody say continue. Never ceasing, right? Always praying. Somebody that gets locked into the, what I'm talking about tonight, about living a life where I'm always aware of what is important to God, which is people. He said, the earnest, heartfelt, heartfelt, not headfelt, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. What does that sound like to you? To me, it sounds like bearing fruit, That's 
right? I'm getting results. When I have learned to go from my head to my heart, and I've learned for my praying to be something that is continuous, that I never stop, that I never give up in it, I never get discouraged by it. Why? Because I see this bearing fruit and that bearing fruit. Listen, you know where most people get discouraged in praying? Is where they don't see things bore in their own life. I don't know about you, but that's really a boring, self-centered lifestyle. I'm not being critical. I'm just saying it is. That's why we've got to be as excited or more excited when our prayers are helping other people have manifestation and we see those things come to pass. Now we've got something. That's the key to what he's talking about right here. Look, it's in that 16th verse in the Amplified. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available for the good of other people. So every time you hear somebody, you hear something about somebody that is hurting, suffering, they're going through a difficult time, something. Begin to prepare yourself to start adding to your list and your prayer list people that God will want you to pray for. And, and, and what I'm going to give you over the weeks is a plan of what God showed me. He, he may show you something totally different. It's what God showed me to be able to do this never ceasing, this always praying, never giving in, never giving up, never stopping praying. I'm going to give you the plan about how, how it's something now in my life that I've done and, and I'm never quitting. And, 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 and for everybody sitting in here today, however long you've been a part of this church body, I've been praying for you every single day and I've never missed in two and a half years without exaggeration. Why? Because of what God put in my heart about always and never ceasing. So, the disciples said this. I just have a couple of things I want to read right here, and then we'll be done. But the disciples said this. In Luke 11, in verse 1. Now, it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, Jesus was, when he ceased... That one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Why did he ask him that? He asked him that because they saw him praying and they didn't know how to do it. God, teach us to pray. Because they would see him pray and then he'd feed the 5,000. They'd see him pray and then people would get healed everywhere he went. They'd see him pray, and things happen, and, and manifestations happen, and they came to pass. But he, he began to pray and declare things and prepare the way for what he was going to do in the natural realm. And that's what God's doing with us, preparing that way. Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say, when you pray, Say, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we also forgive everyone who is indebted, is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. <clears throat> when you pray, you say, different account in Matthew 6. I want to just read this one. Matthew 6 and verse 5. And he said, and when you pray, you should not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you that they have their reward, but you, when you pray, go into your room, find that place, right? And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, 
Do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words, like in front of people. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things that you have need of before you ask them. God knows what needs that you have and other people have. You can see a person that's suffering in a certain way. Maybe somebody is suffering mentally or they're going through a depression or whatever. God knows what they need better than you and I could ever dream up and a whole lot better than them because they wouldn't be depressed if they had understanding. So the God that knows everything about everything about every person on planet Earth is living inside of me and he wants me to tap that and the more I tap that, the more results I'll begin to see for other people. There are some miraculous things that are just in, 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 inside of me that are like just on the verge of total manifestation in the lives of specific people that I pray for every day. I mean, I, mean, I can see them. I know it. There's no question about it. They're coming to pass. Things are manifesting. Why? Because of what I'm seeing in my spirit, not in my head, in my spirit. If you look at the way somebody appears to be in the natural, your head says there's no way. You look at them from spiritual eyes and through God's eyes, God's saying, if you'll help me, we can get them free. Amen. That's right. Did you hear what I just said? That God's saying, see, God's already done it for them. He's already delivered. I'm not getting them free in anything in myself. I'm getting them free if I do my part of what he needs me to do that he's already done for them. I mean, I hear God say that every day. Hey, here we go. If you stay with me and stay in this thing with me, you continue. You never cease. Stay in this prayer thing. Man, we're going to see these things manifest tell you the things that I've seen over the last two and a half years in lives of people that up here I would have never thought and not only are they saved today one guy just comes to my mind totally off the addictions that he had in his life totally free for over a year now liberated and he was there for years. All the years I've known him, he was addicted. And he's free today. I started speaking this over him two and a half years ago. But listen to what I'm saying. Is it because of my prayer? No. It's because of what Jesus did for him. But somebody's got to do something with what Jesus did for him and get it out there so that they can be free. That's right. But listen to me, at the end of the day, it doesn't have anything to do with your and my prayer apart from what he did. That's right. And you know what? The more you see it work and you see things happen in a supernatural way like we've never seen before, I mean, what would you want credit for that anyway? Credit? The joy of seeing people liberated and free. And you don't even have to tell them. I mean, you know, there's times I'll tell people. God's been telling me, tell them that you're praying for them. Yeah, but that sounds, no, your head says it sounds that way. They need to know some skins in the game with them. People need to know that. I mean, do, do you look at me in a negative way when I tell you I pray for you every day? I mean, you shouldn't. It ought to be a good thing that you know that your pastor's praying for you on purpose. And nobody holding a gun to my head, you better pray for them, you know what? Not at all, right? No. This thing works. And he said, he knows what you have need of, he said. For our Father, and he said, so therefore pray this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. 
There's something supernatural that happens when you get your eyes off of the offenses of other people and you begin to realize how I treat them, no matter what someone else does, how I look at them is a reflection of what's working on the inside of me. And I'm declaring today we're that way. Now, in light of all that, I want to end with this tonight. In the Ephesians 1 prayer that, that we've taught here, we've talked a lot about it, you know, we've had uh, Connect Equip classes where we've taught on it, we're teaching on it right now in our Ephesians class. Um, in Ephesians 1, this is one of the prayers that I pray for all the different people that I pray for on a day-to-day basis. I pray it every single day, and I go through this every single day. Well, when they ask him to teach them how to pray, he said, he said, when you pray, say. That was in Luke 11. When you pray, say. When you pray, say. And everything that Jesus talked about in that prayer, everything that was mentioned in that prayer, had to do with a covenant relationship with God. Over the, over the weeks, we're going to break that prayer down because, you know, people have taken it and, and just made it a, you know, just, just a, um, what have they made it? Um, what am I trying to say? Yeah, just uh, some kind of a routine. But, uh, huh? Yeah. And, but, but, but they've, they've, they've made it into something that is, is not spiritual, in other words. You know, like a routine or whatever. I'm thinking of some other word. I don't know what I'm, uh, I'll, I'll get it after we're done. Um, but but, it, but it, it, God doesn't want it to just be like a cliche, you know, some, something you just throw out there. You know, you know what I'm saying? He, he wants it to be something real because everything that's mentioned in that prayer is covenant. And it has to do with the promises of God. Well, the prayer that Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus was a similar type prayer. I'm not saying that all the words are the same, but it's a similar type prayer and it goes like this. Paul first said in verse 15, in another translation, I can't not pray for you because of the faith that I'm hearing that you're being taught, the faith I'm giving you, the faith that I'm hearing that you're walking in. I have to pray for you. And that's what God said to me about people that I'm teaching the word of God. I have to pray. I can't not pray. And then he said in in verse 16, "Um, I do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what the surpassing greatness of his power is to me, to us, to whoever I'm praying for, the surpassing greatness of his power is to those who believe the word of God. I've kind of added that to the end of my prayer. There's other things that I add to it and I say as I'm praying that. But that's what I'm believing that is happening on the inside of all the people that God has given me to pray for. The person that I said that was in the one addiction that I started praying for two and a half years ago, over a year ago, he went into a, he he made a choice himself. Nobody forced him. He made a choice to go into a rehab and begin to to start the process. And you know that people can go into rehabs and then they can go back into rehabs and then back into rehabs and back into rehabs. And he's been clean for over a year of the addiction that he went in for. And I've watched him and some of the things that I've done as a result of the, uh, I mean, I mean this, this was a, this, I've known him for 37, 38 years, I guess, right? Yeah, something like that. 37, 38 years I've known him. And he's been in that addiction this whole time until a year ago. And so every other week or so, I'll call him on the phone. And, and you know when I call him? When I'm praying for him and God says, call him. 
See, there's more, there's more to it than just going through the motions like Jesus said. It's not enough just to go through the motions of praying something, but when you're connected to people's lives and, 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 it, and it's there, you, you're not, you don't have to force yourself and make a note to call somebody. It comes out of your spirit. So you go from your head to your heart, and now you're making declarations over people. You think about it. Are people lacking revelation and understanding today? Absolutely. That's why they need somebody out there declaring these things that their eyes be opened up so that they can see clearly and break through whatever it is that's holding them back. They still have to choose. You can't make somebody make a choice. But you can pray every day without ceasing and never quit that their eyes will be opened up. What I've realized is and what God said to me what you're seeing now in the manifestations of people's lives is that you've stayed on this for years now, two and a half years, and you've not quit. And what it's happening is I'm beginning to see even like a mushroom. I mean, it's just, it, it's just a perpetual manifestation that's happening in people's lives because I'm not keeping some track. Well, I've prayed for them for two and a half. No, you don't have to do those kind of things. Not when you're praying internally. And you're not forced to pray. You're praying because you want to. You're, when you pray, what do you do? You say. The disciples said, teach us how to pray. When you pray, you say. And you declare the promises of God over people's lives. That's why these, this prayer in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3 and Colossians 1, those other prayers. Philippians has a, has a prayer. There's other prayers through the Bible. But these three for me have been so impacting and powerful on the good of other people that I, I, I mean, it's like I can't get off of them. But they're not just... It's not just the letter of them. It's, the, it's what's in there spiritually and how the things that I have written down, and most of it I don't even read anymore because I, I, I've memorized all of it and I'm saying it, but there's so many other things as I'm praying that I add to it. But it's the foundation that's caused everything else to work. I'm telling you tonight, when we get this first of all pray and never ceasing and always praying down in our spirit, there's no end to what will happen. Because when you're off yourself and you're over first of all on other people, then when you take care of the things that God wants you to do for yourself, it's so much easier and it's so much lighter and it's so much less stressful when you are praying always.